Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Uh, hi folks, I am Tim Harvey. And I am Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now. Yes. And the return of Fear of the Walking Dead. Oy vey. So, yes, this weekend was also uh, Worldcon, so the Hugo Awards were this weekend. Uh-huh. And I was out covering that and doing a lot of live streaming and interesting things with that. Um, and the 48-hour, 40, Kansas City 48-hour film project. Other cities do it as well. Right. That was this weekend. Um, so, yeah, lots of fun, lots of cool things going on. How was, how was your weekend with the kids? Good. Is he just choose... No. Made it. Stop chewing into the mind. <laughs> why would I? Why would I do that? Uh huh. Um. What did we do? Oh, we went. We went to a new pool yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was nice. We had a good time. And then we hung out with some friends this weekend. Very low key. Very just like. Very quiet. Yeah. That's all right. That's that's actually a good thing. Yeah. I got a lot less sleep over the last several days because of this convention thing than I would have liked to. I've been exhausted. Yeah. We took a a nap this afternoon Mm -hmm. for like an hour and a half and still just like so tired. I would have loved to have had a nap this afternoon. No such luck. Um, But... Uh, enough about our lovely and Dustin chewing into stop that. What are talking about? You're a terrible person. Um, These Brookside candies are amazing. Yeah, stop, stop, uh, stop making the chewing noises. That's disgusting. That's oh, stop. Okay. Anyway. Well, okay. So, Fear the Walking Dead is back. Okay. And we were talking about the fact the other day that we the trailer looks the trailer for the second half of this season the next four episodes right looked really kind of interesting yeah. it looked like it they might have actually turned a corner on being complete dicks all the time yeah or just being bad writing yeah um and so we were we had this moment of cautious optimism with leavened leavened by the fact that we've watched the rest of the show we right. watched a season so and a half of this know this situation We've been here. And then we had tonight's episode. So we're back. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we can actually uh, judge how these next couple of episodes are going to be based on what we saw tonight. No, I, I would agree. This, this was a... I'm not sure how much of this episode we're meant to take as being real right to some degree i mean there's there's certainly some confusion here because we see a lot of things that if you if you line them up together don't actually make any sense together <laughs> like we have this sign for 100 miles to tijuana and there's no way he walked it to tijuana if i remember anything from honey i shrunk the kids it is that a normal person can walk up up to 
10 miles a day in optimal conditions. So I can walk four miles an hour if I'm exercising, right? So that's, yeah. that's, that's not the kind of walking you would be doing right. this. I mean, so that's me clipping along and I'll, I will walk for a little over an I'm hour. Tracked. Yeah. And, and, and that's, but that's, actually, a, this is, this is what dude. he's doing is something different. So even if he was doing two miles an hour, you know, there comes a point where you're just fatigue and, and right, right. That's, that's what I just said. Right, but Rick also... Moranis made a whole movie about it. About also, little he, uh, small children in a backyard who can only walk 10 miles a day. But they were didn't have uh, uh, dog-bitten legs. That's true. Or uh, basically what is not exactly a desert, but the right. equivalent of a desert. But he... With no he, water. Nick and... makes it through rough terrain... Oh yes, in just uh, over three days. Um, clearly not, clearly not a hundred miles. But so yeah, basically we end up. We start off the episode a little bit after we left off, where uh, the compound burns to the ground. Yes, and Cecilia, um, much beloved for reasons, um, high queen of a psycho zombie cult. Right, uh, it did dies terribly at the hand of zombies. Right, and Nick's um, mom. Yes, and, and everybody uh, goes their separate ways. Um, here's... Nick, however, has this bonding moment with this mother and not child. Yes. Looking into... uh, which I think we're supposed to be led to have believe is, is that they have been away, they've been separated for long enough for him to have met these people, yeah. become friends with them. Uh well... But like everything else with The Walking Dead, when it comes to time and distance, it doesn't actually seem to have a, a fixed point that you can you can't spin you can't off of, like, and you can't just... It's, you know, it's just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and time is subjective. subjective. Distance is irrelevant. And uh, thank you for watching The Walking Dead. Right. So, Yeah. And and the lady gives him supplies. Yes, and a big Food bottle and of water. Water, and, and Nick trucks out into the desert. He goes off the path that she told him to stay on, and cuts across, and is all grinny, happy, and yeah. He finds a little place to sleep, and he falls asleep, and is then promptly beaten by another woman and child, who I think on accident. Steal his supplies and water. Um, yeah, I, it, well, it's hard to tell. Um, certainly, they weren't understanding each other. I mean, she no. wasn't understanding his English, and he wasn't understanding her Spanish. So we have people screaming in the middle of the night. Yeah. So the zombies are going to come and eat him, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, she hits him in the head and and body parts, among his, other things. His but, but back certain... and his head, and I think his leg. Uh, with a baseball bat, and, and he runs off into the night. Right. Now, at several points during the course of this, he covers himself in blood, and it doesn't dry at a speed that you know doesn't it does it's it's movie blood, right? Yeah. So it's you know it's, it's special effects. But here he gets a head wound, and he seems to be bleeding for a good chunk of the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, and no other ill ill effects apparently. I think you know concussion would be likely. Nah. Uh, perhaps a splitting headache if nothing else. No. Clocked in the head with a baseball bat. Um, and certainly. Um, if somebody hits you in the leg with a baseball bat, right, there is a chance of broken bones. True, but 
um, we then have what you described very well as the Into the Woods montage. Oh, right. Where he <laughs> wanders up onto uh, Into the Wild. It's not Into, into the, the Wild. Thank you. Into, into the Woods would be a musical. In right. which case, the he dogs wanders would have and finds a bus in the middle of, of the desert. And he takes that, he finds that place and he just like uh, goes to, to sleep there or whatever Mm -hmm. and i if i remember uh my my movies correctly based on books that have been largely misconstrued by their audience that's what happens (laughs) in in the wild the protagonist a kid who should have not even for a second gone into the wild uh does so and then starving and and uh dehydrated in the middle of winter, finds right. this bus, climbs inside, and then promptly dies of all those things. I am. Am I mistaken? I I, I think you're right, but it's honestly I never saw the film. Oh. I read the book a long time ago. I did read the book. Um, it was back when it came out. But the we do get this little bit where we see him. Okay, so he's lost all his supplies. He's lost his water. Right. So he's out in the middle of this thing. You know now the human. Humans can only survive for like three days without water. Right. And again, time and distance are not the friends of the walking dead anything. No. So we see him attempt to deal with the fact that he's incredibly thirsty. Yes. And so he goes to do the cactus thing. Right. For the wrong uh, kind of cactus. Yes. And uh, and that was something you were like right on. And I confess, I do not know my cactuses well enough to even know. Well, I grew up in Texas. I grew right. up in central Texas in the hill country. And... Uh, we have the stake cactuses there, the mm-hmm. the flat cactuses, the ones he came across. I can't remember their exact name, but uh, then they are not the correct cactuses to get water out of mm-hmm. because they are flat. You need the the cactuses that are shaped like gourds. Okay, sure. Because they're the ones who store water inside of them right like it and he he did try and eat one and i have had those cactuses as food like you can you can barbs out you peel it and then you uh cook it and you can eat it kind of like meat okay all right but he tries to eat it raw and it makes him sick and you know then so let's see we got a head wound He's dehydrated. He's and throwing up. Yeah. Which is not going to help the dehydration no. at all. Um, and, um, okay, so head wound, dehydration, no food. No food. Okay, so uh, then what happens to him? I mean, he right. sits there and comes across the bus. Yeah. Oh, he's attacked by dogs. He's attacked he by dogs. about the dogs. Right, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and bitten by a dog. Ah. So he's got a big, you got a gaping wound in his in his leg there. So, and of course, the dog, I'm sure, has a completely hygienic mouse. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. Oh, of course. Yeah, and of course, he's only covered in blood blood, and viscera and all the fun things. It's that... an amazing moment for I'm, Nick. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm watching this going, and Nick dies by the end of the episode. Oh, that would be, I would have loved it. <laughs> I looked at Tim, I think about this point. Yeah. And the dog has attacked him. And uh, no, it was after this when the dogs, the, the walkers come up oh, and right. attack the dogs and are eaten by the dogs. And Nick is watching and he develops this like just 
completely sadistic. Oh God! Yeah. So the dogs grin. Yeah. First, the dogs attack the walkers, and they are they actually drag a couple of them, couple yeah. of them down, um, who don't actually seem to attack the dogs until the yeah. crowd of walkers attacks the dogs. Right. And we get a lovely little, and I this is the air quote lovely, uh, where you're watching the dogs being ripped to shreds. Right. And then the close-ups of the viscera and the gore and yeah. all those you know, all the zombie eating scenes. Um, but yeah, the look on, on, on Nick's face is... I don't even know what to call that. I, I, you, yeah. I, that, <laughs> yeah. It's malicious. Yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, when the zombies go wandering off, he goes and, like, eats a couple of pieces of dog meat. Right. We complain about this show a lot. Mm-hmm, we do. I'm not 100% sure if I can accurately judge the survival skills of the writers as based on what we have seen tonight. No, no, I don't think you can, because I think part of this is indicating that he is completely unprepared for what he's doing. Right. And that he has no real reference He's mm-hmm. a, junk, a middle-class junkie kid mm-hmm. who had a couple of I'm-out-on-my-own moments in the right. course of the show so far where he's discovered that if he covers himself in blood and zombie guts or blood and dead people guts, the zombies won't eat him. This is not a survival technique aside from, you know, when dealing right. with zombies in terms of uh, surviving in the wild or... We can't make any judgments. So, anyway, Nick joins the herd. We can make judgments. That's what we do. I can't. I cannot make a judgment based on what we've seen tonight. Okay, keep going. All right, all right, turn up. So, Nick joins the herd. Right. And then... Limping along. Limping along. Dehydrated. Barely making it. Head injury. Yeah. And then some coyotes show up, and they shoot, shoot, start shooting the walkers... Oh, and it's the coyotes that showed up earlier to ransack some cars. So yeah, we, we, com- we completely left out the part where basically Nick finds the the, the string of cars down yeah. the highway, and he also discovers a shortwave or discovers a radio, an mm-hmm. old school radio, looks, and um, with his newfound, you know, don't kill the zombie thing. Oh God! Uh, he doesn't actually kill the zombie who's in the car with the radio. He keeps trying to eat him. Which is interesting because he's covered in blood. He's probably at this point just sticky. Yeah. You know, it's not like the, the most of the smell is... He probably doesn't smell good, but, you know, the oh. whole... Oh, no, there's no, no way. No, but, that smell ain't never coming out. But he also isn't smelling like a fresh zombie. Right. right? So, I guess fresh. And so, while he's doing this, the, the coyotes pull up. And they discover an old man who apparently has been trapped in his car since the apocalypse began. (laughs) (laughs) An indeterminate amount of time ago. I'm not sure exactly how this happened. Because if you look at the road that he's on, there's really not a place for him to have, like, got there and been where he is. But whatever. eh. It's Chinatown. But, it, but there is entirely possible that we are meant to think that this little old man has been trapped in his car for, I don't know, a month? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. I don't that know what's would be going great. on. So they kill the old man, and that freaks Nick out. He wants to get away, but then the radio goes off, and 
and the coyotes know he's there, and so he runs. And apparently they are close enough to, well, where the children of the corn live, I guess, yeah. because it's, you know, everything's so high. And the coyotes mysteriously stop chasing him. Yes. After, after they were willing to shoot at him. Right. Uh, they... So anyway, that all happens in between um, him getting the head injury and right. the dog attack. Right. So anyway, those same coyotes show up again, and this time they're overwhelmed by zombies. And one of them, like the head one, looks like the, the main one, like looks right at Nick. Right. And sees the intelligence in his eyes, and that unnerves him. And then he drops his bullets, and instead of turning tail and run, when the wall of zombies is coming, he pauses to pick up his ammunition and try and reload. This causes the other guy, who has the machine gun... To try and save him, um, and then... And then the zombies apparently jump about 10 or 20 feet up to this guy, mysteriously... And eat him, too. And the other guy, quite sensibly, gets in the truck and drives right. away. But I thought both of those guys died really dumb. Yeah, oh, so dumb. Um, this is, this is you know, if they had died, the only, it would be only more dumb. This is a terrible sentence I'm, I'm constructing here. It would only, uh, it would only be more dumb if they actually walked up to the zombies and said, Please eat me. Please eat us. <laughs> I just, I'd like to be, I'd, I'd like to be a meal. <laughs> I can't go on. I've seen the scripts for the rest of the season. <laughs> Kill me now. No. Um. Oh, and meanwhile, oh yes. some up on the ridge, there's mm. a woman named Lucy, and she's watching. She's got she's she's got viscera too, but it's very sexy viscera. <laughs> no. Like she's got a stripe on her forehead and like two stripes <laughs> on each cheek under the under her oh cheekbones and. And like she's dabbed a little in the middle of her bottom lip and just to give her a little well, sheen. And and the, the other guys are dressed well, and they've got they got the artful. Yeah, it's like the cosmetics counter. It's like, and and I have this lovely shade in viscera. Yes. Um, would you like tell. something in intestine? Right. And they're like, he walks with the dead. We should help him. And they're looking for somebody because Lucy is like, that's not him. And they're like, well, we've got to help this guy. And she's like, no, we don't. Yeah, so he walks with <laughs> the dead and then Nick falls over. Yeah. And says, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's like an old Pink Panther movie line. Yeah. So anyway, oh they, um, they leave him, but Nick is not down for the count yet. No, because... Um, the Shawshank Redemption prison is apparently over the hill. Uh-huh. And so we get the giant thunderstorm, and he's lying there. And if we had just had the voice of Morgan Freeman... All right. Uh, it would have been perfect, because it is basically that shot where Andy Dufresne has come out of the sewer, and he's standing there with his arms spread out in the storm, and washing away all his pain and yeah. sin and all the things. And this is essentially Nick lying there on the ground. Uh, in the middle of the highway, the rain pouring down upon him, mysteriously washing the blood away in all possible ways. Mm -hmm. And he looks at the sky and laughs, and it's all very... We made it. We made it, Bill. (laughs) We're going to get out of here, Bill. (laughs) I knew it. I knew we could do it. So then he gets up. Somehow, Nick has made it. The 100 miles to Tijuana. It cannot be Tijuana. It has to be another city. No. Because because it can't be Tijuana. Shut up. Even though though the most recent sign he passed said 40 miles to Tijuana. Again, also impossible. Even though that is true, they 
he made it to Tijuana. Only if he no, okay. I I realize I'm attempting to apply logic to The Walking Dead and distance. Mm. It does not work. I'm aware of that, but there can't. It, okay, we have not heard that it's Tijuana. No one has said it's Tijuana yet. I'm going to hold out hope. Yeah, this On is the not... mothership show. <laughs> They drove around Atlanta in circles for four years. Oh, I know. They couldn't even get out of the state in four years. I can get out of the... I, we live close enough to go to another state. You know, we could walk there tonight. Yes. Anywho. Oh, so, God. Nick is rescued by Lucy and her club. Right. After he goes and finds... Uh, was that a hair salon? Yeah. yeah. To try and patch up his dog bite, which is obviously not disgustingly infected. Even though it should be disgustingly infected. He's also been having these flashbacks. Right. Which, to some degree... Well, I'm I'm a little confused about the flashbacks. Because I'm failing to see the point of the flashbacks. We're not seeing any real information that we need to know as of yet. Well, just background. Just we're, we're now we know that that Nick was in rehab with the girl. We knew that. Um, we knew that in in the first episode. And that that uh, that his father died while he was in said rehab. We did not know that, as far as I as I can recall. But I also don't think we need to know that. And that Madison is a 100% skis because she took up with Travis immediately upon her husband dying. Well, there's that. Because, like, if, if this is to be believed, he meets Pretty Blonde in this rehab. It's obvious, I mean... And dad dies, his father dies in the same, while he's in the same rehab. Well, but no, I think, no, no, Madison and her, and her husband were exes. So it was, they were divorced. So it wasn't like he died and then she and Travis got together. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Because both parents, both, uh, both of them were divorced. Then they, they, they made this, you know, they made the dysfunctional Brady Bunch, right? So they weren't, okay. you know, so... Alright, I'm gonna accept your your hypothesis. I kind of liked the thought of watching this going, <laughs> wait a minute, like, did her husband die? And then she immediately was like, that's a good thing that there's this really cute kiwi that works at my school. Okay, yes, that, that would actually... Well, okay, but again, time and distance. Time is one of the things that we discuss here. It's entirely possible that they have telescoped this all down into a ridiculous dining table, but no, they were both divorced. Both both of them were divorced, and so it's just, you know, your your dad's dead. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So anyway, he's been, and so he gets to this place and is t- being taken care of by this doctor. Sure. And the doctor says the dead is death is not to be feared, but it's also not to be followed or something sought Sought after after, something like that and nick says he just wants to go to a place where the dead aren't monsters Mm -hmm. and the doctor goes and throws open the door and it's an oasis of happiness and families and people playing games in the street and they're all gonna die oh god they're so doomed this is just the moment 
The moment that they realize that they have a survivor from that weird ship, they are going to get lexed so f***ing hard. Uh, but even even if we had not already decided that the lex anal- analogy uh, held held true here, it fits in that whole The Walking Dead philosophy mm-hmm. of anything that looks like it might remotely be a place of safety and happiness is not well it either is not or it's doomed yes hi there i'm a really pleasant person no you're not you're dead (laughs) run away (laughs) (laughs) i've seen the scripts for the next three episodes run away (laughs) i was talking to david brin who is the author of the uplift series and uh really well-known science fiction hard science fiction writer so science is his big thing i mean he's uh you know he's got like phd and you know really really sciencey thing sciencey guy uh he wrote uh, uh one of the sequels to isaac asimov's foundation series okay sure. um and uh he wrote the postman oh all right uh, made into the kevin costner movie and the book is really really good and it's about a, the collapse of a civilization and and rebuilding and, and it's about hope and so he and i got into this discussion about the fact that the walking dead uh, and fear of the Walking Dead are uh, not about hope. No, there's just, there's just no sense of humanity getting better. Right, and we see you and I have talked about this too. We've seen historically that that's not how people act. No. and so it's but it's the Walking Dead. So we look at this and go, they're all gonna die, <laughs> and or they're gonna turn out to be awful in some way. Oh, yeah. Either they're going to die, or Nick is going to discover that these people are, in some way, just monsters. Yeah, because unfortunately, that is kind of the Walking Dead pattern, and I would love to see them break out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a little concerned that it's worked so well for them so far. Right. Quote unquote, worked so well. And we pull back, and there's nothing. There's nothing like obvious, like you know, a wall of zombies around no. the gate or anything like that. But it does, it, it kind of get that sense of an oasis in a sea yeah. of something. And it's it's clearly, it's a false hope. Right. And that's what this, sh- this show does that a lot. So it is hard, it is really hard to tell what, what we're supposed to take away from this episode. Because we have moments where we were noticing the lighting was weird. And how much of it was him seeing things or... You know, having the head injury or or a fever or whatever it was. It was a strange, really strange vibe tonight. Yeah, that's why I say we can can base any Mm -hmm. kind of decision on what's happening here. Because, okay, I'm about to get super nerdy. Go for it. Um, You know how sometimes in anime, Mm -hmm. there's the episode... Where all the characters go to the hot spring. Okay, sure. And they have a wacky adventure at the hot springs. Okay. And it's so prevalent in anime that it's basically a trope. The show could be about serial, like hunting serial killers. And at one point in the run of the show, they're going to be like, oh, let's all go to the hot spring. And have a, and it's basically a filler episode. It gives the writers a chance to like figure out what the next couple of episodes are going to be about in the sure. actual story. I think that's what this was. This Nick wandering through the desert 
was our hot spring episode. They were like, what are we going to do? We have to have something happen. And they're like, well, let's just have Nick wander around the desert a little while. We'll do some flashbacks. and We basically and, have three episodes of material and four episodes to Right, to exactly. Yeah. It could very well be. I think, you know, I think... Unless that- every single bit of this stuff calls back at some point. Like, if that Jeep shows up at this village... And the guy comes running in, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, my buddy's dead. Our buddies are dead, guys. We're all we're all on the same team, and our buddies are dead." And then, like, then like the parents of that girl who he met in rehab and then got high with and turned into a zombie, if they're in that village too, and like, "Oh, hey, we know you," then <laughs> maybe, maybe this will mean something. Only if they sit there and go, what an amazing coincidence. What a co-winkle dinkle. And they stop and look directly at the camera. <laughs> and then, without un- ex- expressionless. Yes. And then turn back and go back to the lines. That's the only way that works. Um, yeah, I don't... What's hard for me here is that I kind of want... Uh, I really want. I really wanted the second... You know, I guess like, second half is the wrong thing to say, I guess. These next four episodes to be... Um, as interesting looking as the trailer made them look, but basically we just had a whole hour of Nick wandering around, um, basically being a terrible, not, not being terrible in the wilderness. And as much as everyone seems to like Nick, he kind of was the breakout character. Like you, like you said, we used to really think he was the most interesting character on the show. I don't know that I was particularly engaged with an hour of him wandering around, no, not being definitely not. Uh, particularly smart about being out in the wilderness. Uh, and that's a bad sign. I mean, we're already mm-hmm. up, not thrilled about the writing on the show, but to have an episode that actively sits there and goes, let me just push you away. I don't know. It's... Well, the show's back. I mean, we yeah. can, I can say that. Yes. You know, welcome back, Fear of the Walking Dead. You've, you, you, are, aired, you are here. You aired an episode. Good, good, good for you. you. Now, next week, apparently, we are getting back to the larger group. Uh... With Madison and yes, um, it'll be the adventures of Madison and her sassy gay sidekick as they as they find a beach resort. <laughs> and he, at least from the previews, it looks like he might be a little bit traumatized by the death. No, um, don't be silly. Uh, which is, you know could be interesting but yeah it's at least it's not going to be one person wandering in the desert for the entire episode eh. and i don't know it's just eh, this one uh, not a great not a great way to come back for me no. i'm afraid so i would have kind of hoped for something maybe a little more engaging the word i'm looking for is engaging so, sure. so eh, okay well folks um we will hopefully have a more entertaining episode of fear of the walking dead next week mm-hmm. um but we are going to go ahead and wrap this up for this week um we will be back and you can find this episode and other episodes of zompocalypse now and all the podcasts that sci-fi for me does over on uh, podcast.com and itunes uh, if you would be so kind as to leave us a note or rate us uh, not only does it 
cool to get feedback from you guys, but it's also a way to help other people find the show. Uh, if you do enjoy it, and... Uh, Why wouldn't you? I mean, yes, clearly. <laughs> I mean, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would let people know that it's eh, kind of fun. So thank you for listening, and thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And we will be back next week on Zompocalypse Now here on Sci-Fi For Me Radio. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. (laughs) 